Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two of Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. Standing by Northwest Arkansas, now joined by Tyler Wilson. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Ray Tucker on Drive Time Sports is brought to you by Guatney Buick GMC. Uh, Tyler has only been in this room for less than five minutes, but he's already got my blood pressure stirred up. He does. Oh, oh, he made some some. I, I won't take any steam away from his comments, okay. but I'm going to turn my headsets off so I won't continue <laughs> to have my blood pressure rise. Tyler, would you please share with Ray and I what you shared just a moment ago? It's a rookie mistake to get into a room, right, and just just, just start blowing <laughs> off the steam. Like, Save that for the air. Save that for the airwaves. Yeah, you get the host and co-host all fired up before we get on the air. Okay, go ahead. We're going to break the news. You're going to be the new offensive coordinator. Uh, No, I think that's... uh, I think that's reserved for another quarterback played in my era. Uh, uh, Kenny Guyton, 32-year-old guy who, you know, has some quarterback experience. Thank thank goodness. And and uh, probably knows a little bit about the pass game, which is which is always good. But uh, interesting point there. Obviously, Kenny uh, is going to take over the role of offense coordinator for the remainder of the season, as it seems. Um, uh, played at Ohio State during during my time, but I guess was behind Trail Pryor and and Braxton Miller. So I uh, thought that was kind of interesting uh, that uh, you go with that option uh, at this point. But uh, what other seems... options did they have? Jimmy That's... Smith. Well, has well, he been an offensive you know, coordinator? He has been a head coach. Me, uh, who, who, since okay. you since you brought running that up. back coach. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Since you brought that up, uh, Rick. I but think now I you must break. point out what you pointed out to me, or I'm going to rat you out. I'm sorry. We interrupt out there. It doesn't have to let be Tyler, on air, does it, Tyler? Let, let, let Tyler talk. My fault. I'm sorry. Well, Rick, no, you bring up a great point. What other option do you have? Jimmy Smith. No, no, you bring up a great point. Shouldn't your head coach have the ability to step in at some point and call plays or no he's or, not a play caller he, he hasn't exa- been a play caller yeah and we has ha- he ever put together a in, game plan in, tyler wilson in, Norris, Kenny, oh my in, gosh. in 39 years of coaching i mean according to the paper right uh the yeah. typical ascension ascension of any any person in college football or nfl football is at some point the head coach you know they player assistant coach coordinator head coaching you know, uh, is, is that's the typical lineage or extension. Yeah. Sam Pittman has not had in 39 years of coaching, other than on paper it says, you know, Beggs, Oklahoma, this is 1986, this is before I was born. Yeah. Uh, he was an offensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, so, you know, th- th- I think that brings up a great question. Uh, you know, is as you fire Enos, okay, you've got the rest of this year still to play and games to yeah. play, and, Four. and, yeah. and what, what direction do you go? Um, you know, and I think it also brings up a great uh, question. You, you made this, maybe Rick or uh, Randy, is, is, you know, if we felt like the offense was stagnant early on in the year, you know, yeah. the ability to step in and say, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to do it this way, I think – my question, or my, maybe my beef, is if that was the case, do you do you not have the ability to step in, the knowledge to step in, or uh, or maybe the presence or the authority to step in and say, no, we're going to do it this way because I see this and this isn't working. And you know, I, my question or concern with Sam Pittman moving forward is. Uh, again, I think he's 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 won games as a head coach. He's obviously got that on his resume. But 
you know, different than a Gus Malzahn or a Bobby Petrino or somebody that has an offensive background and says, this is who I am. This is what I am about. This is, this is what I believe in offensively. I'm not sure Sam Pittman right now can say this is who I am offensively. This is my game plan. This is how to create a game plan that works and wins. Uh, you know, my my history as a as you know just playing. I think sometimes the concern as a quarterback is you know you, I've seen the offensive defensive line mentalities. The vision or the lens of what football is is very different than the quarterback's lens of what football is. Um, and you know. Position coaches in the offensive line or defensive lines never really ascend beyond their position because they don't have a great understanding of pass game. And so they're kind of stuck at where they are forever because they don't understand it cerebrally. They might understand what a high-low concept or, you know, we'll throw a deep out route versus cover three, but do they, do they see it and understand it from the lens of a K.J. Jefferson? And that historically from my perspective is very seldomly the case so i'll stop i'll stop there there's my rent maybe i maybe i said it better the first go around but i think i think that would be my question when you say rick yeah what other option do you have i would yeah. love that option to be a head coach with experience to be able to step in at this time and say no i'm going to take the reins for the remaining four games of the season well, it makes you wonder, and, and I, you know, I look. This is not shouldn't be pile on the coaching staff time, although because they do have four games. Oh, it shouldn't. But it does. But it does make you wonder. <laughs> when Sam got hired, he immediately hired Barry Odom, who had been a head coach, and you wonder how much he misses. Even though Barry Odom's defense last year was awful, and the defense this year is superbly coached, and they are they are superbly coached. We need to say that it's not just they're playing well. They are superbly coached. And so you've got a really good defensive coaching staff. But does Sam miss being able to say, hey, Barry, as head coach, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And now maybe he's calling Kirby Smart. We, we don't know what he's doing. We just know that uh, you're right, Tyler. He, he hasn't been in this position. And two years ago, everything went so right that you really don't learn to be in the position you're in until things don't go right. Mm-hmm. And then how do you adjust? And and maybe he maybe he just his inexperience as a head coach didn't allow him to make the right decisions with offense. At the conclusion of that game, you knew some somebody's head was going to roll. Yeah, I mean, well it had to. Yeah, or else somebody the whole had fan to go. Base deserves I mean, you. Yeah. we've all had phone calls and talked to people that were talking about that. Hunter Yurchek was in the locker room talking to Sam. Uh, person I talked to didn't say it was heated. It was a player's father that, that put this out, but said it was a long, long, long conversation. And you knew upon that, and and, and the media knew something was going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's pretty obvious. All right, let's get to uh, the ghost. Well, he left us again. He disappeared. <laughs> well, that's what ghosts do. <laughs> Just too close to Halloween. Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. What's going on, fellas? Are you doing all right? What's up, buddy? Uh, doing good. Rick, guys, yes, sir. You know, I went to a baby dedication in Alabama this weekend. Yeah, and I got to watch music. the game. No, I don't, no, we didn't, no, we didn't play any music. Didn't but, play loud music? Okay. No. It was a, uh, it was a couple of hymnals, you know, nothing too loud. That's good. That's good. But I watched the game with predominantly ninety nine percent Alabama fans, and them watching the game. And when you're in Arkansas, you get a totally different perspective. And every one of them said the same thing that Sam looked out of his element, doesn't know how to coach, and just over prior games, not just the Mississippi State game. And most of them said he doesn't have the cojones to walk into a room and tell his coordinators. Hey, let's do this. Let's don't do that. Because they've heard Sam say, I didn't hear Sam say that he had, uh, they want, he wants everybody to like him and he doesn't like being the bad guy. I didn't know if Sam said that or not, you know, but he doesn't own the coaching. He's, he's not a coach. He doesn't delegate right. And outside the state, people are all over Sam and they didn't understand that Enos hire. Because Enos has been in Miami, Alabama. I thought it was a bad, a bad hire. But Tyler, talk about: Are we going to go to more of an RPO? Because nobody liked Brock, but we we did score a lot of points. Are they going to try to readapt this just to salvage this season? You know, season. Mm-hmm. Talk with KJ. Try to run some kind of system of an RPO and get away from this. 
just monotonous uh, offense that we're running. Uh, moving forward the next four yeah. games, how do we salvage this season? I'll get out there. Thank you, Savage. Well, I, again, I kind of think it's interesting. You know, we went with Kenny Guyton, and that's the pick. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying this. This is, I mean, it's not just me. It's, it's everybody. You turn on the radio, just listen. Uh, and you put up a poll. Uh, the fan base is, is hot right now, right? So you're coaching for your job the rest of the season, in my opinion. You mm-hmm. go over. I don't know if you've, I mean, again, I'm not saying this. This is just, I mean, I think this is just life in the SEC. You go for the rest of the year and you win two games. I mean, I don't know how many SEC coaches, you know, survive that, just separate from Sam Pittman. So whoever you elevate to be your offensive coordinator, you better you better trust with everything you got mm-hmm. because it is, that, that, it could be the end of it. And so, yeah, what do you do offensively for the rest of the year? Um, and I think... The question is, uh, yeah, I guess you go more RPO. That makes sense to me. That's what I would do. I was never not a Kendall Bryles fan. I mean, I, you say we didn't like Kendall Bryles. I think you're I like, seeing I like Kendall Bryles. you're seeing the value of Kendall Bryles. I think yeah. Sam Pittman's first two hires as a head coach uh, created the three bowl the three bowl uh, appearances, and you have uh, Kendall Kendall Bryles and and uh, and uh, uh, Barry Odom. Barry Odom. And that was the brilliance of the, I think, the original, uh, uh, the creation of the, the staff. And then you see maybe this unravel. Obviously, he makes some really good defensive hires, but I think the, the question is the offensive hire. Where do you go from here? I think RPO is what fits KJ. The other question is, you know, if you're KJ, uh, you're on the open market, so to speak. You know, does. You're really a free agent, and/or it's like a coach. I mean, at this point, you go, "What does my time left look like in Arkansas?" What if somebody says, "You know, well, you can come here for X amount of dollars, uh, but we don't want you playing the rest of the years at Arkansas." I mean, I think those kind of conversations potentially could be happening. Again, that's speculative. But what do you do uh, here moving forward? And I think it that makes the best sense is to be an RPO offense. Um, but again, is Sam Pittman able to call plays? Uh, he's not proven that ever in his career, um, and so I think it, it's it's in the hands of Kenny at this point. So, Don't you think that it that maybe the reason Kenny Guyton was chosen to because he's moving from receiver coach to quarterback coach too was because maybe that's the best fit for KJ. Maybe they, he feels like they've got a good camaraderie and. And that's what it could be, because you're right. It's a great audition for uh, Guyton, because if he does a good job, no matter what happens at the end of the year, somebody's going to look favorably on him. As far as what you just said about KJ, I cannot imagine, without putting a figure out there that I think we're all aware of, that there's any school in America that's going to give him more than Arkansas did this year. I cannot imagine it. If somebody's willing to pay more than Arkansas did this year... That's they can do it, but I cannot imagine that's even possible. Can All right, you? Tyler, let, let's ask this question. I, I I agree with you, Rick. I I don't see the market value right now at another school based upon how the season has played. Now, he may out. go to another school, but I don't think he'll realize. I don't. In I don't think he'll get to No, I, and there's no assurances if he comes back it, that he'll get the same, the same kind of thing. NFL that's, that's exactly right uh, NIL package he's received. That, that's All right. True. Tyler, let, let's. I mean, we've got roughly a week and a half. There's a week and a half before the next game with the Florida Gators. Can they scale this offense down back to about 20 plays? 20 of his favorite plays, which all just happened to be the 20 plays from a year ago. Not 20 plays from this year, but 20 plays from a year ago. You're going to have different blocking schemes. But when you look at it on the whole, except for the wideouts, they have the offensive line, Kudas, even though he redshirted last year, or he didn't play enough to, to, to lose his eligibility. Uh, and then uh, you had on the other side, Manuel played uh, the other day because Andrew's back was giving him problems. Backfield played under, in, I mean, uh, under Bryles. Why can you not go in a? I realize again, one and a half weeks. Why can't they scale back to twenty plays, and whether or not you want to run motion off of those plays or yeah. whatever else that you want to do, uh, maybe do a tweak here, a tweak there. 
why can they not go back to 20 plays, KJ's favorite 20 plays from last year? I think that's a good starting point. I think if you're Kenny Guyton at this point, you're Sam Pittman, it's a collaborative effort together. Uh, Again, Sam's coaching for his job. Uh, he doesn't need to just pass the ball off just unaware and say, "All right, Kenny, it's yours. Go, 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 pick yeah. KJ." Well, he's already said he's going to get involved. I, I'm I'm in the meeting with Kenny and and KJ, and it's Sam Pittman, and we're going to go. Okay, all right, KJ, we're trying to keep you here. One, we we need you here beyond this year. We believe that you know you're you're the kind of guy that can can elevate us. You have you've shown that in the past. One, what do we need to do? What do you like? What did you dislike? Full transparency. Give me the, all the skeletons are out of the closet. There's no harm, no foul. Tell us what you didn't like. What's our issue? What do you feel like our issues are? Open door policy. And then say, let's build a game plan with a highlighter of the 20 plays that you like. And then in addition to that, like, what stuff you did in high school that you like? What's I mean, let's build a package that's a K.J. Jefferson package. It's not a Danny Enos package. It's not a Sam Pittman package it's not a Kenny Guyton package it's a KJ package and you're at this point I think you're living and dying by you know one how you interview and how you how you bring KJ back into the deal and say you know it's for KJ it's not just about this year it's about what can you do for me next year too and so you're trying to build a program for him to feel comfortable and stay and feel comfortable that you're headed in the right direction uh, because you're going to live and die together, I think. So I, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. I think that's probably what happens in the next uh, you know, 10 days. I don't know if you heard today's press conference or not with Sam Pittman. But there was one other thing that he said that I didn't like. Calm down, Randy. Calm down. Calm down. One other thing oh that he gosh. said I didn't like. Back off that microphone. How Randy. many coaches have we heard and said, I don't care about the next level. I'm coaching for today. Mm-hmm. I'm coaching for this season. And it was said by Sam Pittman today that he thought some of the problems were is they, they were trying to prepare K.J. for the next level. T- totally agree. Well, obviously it wouldn't it, have the benefit, though, it, of K.J., and it wouldn't have benefited the team. I remember there being conversations when I played. You know, that, that you can't have that on tape, Tyler. That's not an NFL throw, you know. And I'm like, if number two's uncovered and we can get six yards, let's throw it to number two in the flats. I don't care if it's a bubble screen. Right. I throw it left-handed. And someone says, well, you know, uh, he's, that, he's, a, he's a bubble pass quarterback. I don't care what they call me because ultimately I want to be known for winning at Arkansas. I don't exactly. Care, I don't care about this other stuff. And, you know, I, th- I think – you know, I think that's probably where they're headed in the next few games. Let's just see, let's see how we can progress. And you know, for KJ, his marketability as a college quarterback is equal or greater than his marketability as an NFL quarterback. So how do we how do we stay the starting quarterback at Arkansas and continue to make money as he's got another year of eligibility? So you know, I think that's that's what you're appealing and and also you're going in the room saying, you know, KJ, let's. Maybe they, maybe we've schemed all this to to make you an NFL quarterback. That's great, but we're getting your head knocked off, and mm-hmm. you're getting beat up. You're not going to be an NFL quarterback getting hit and, and and breaking this many tackles to try to survive every game. We got to keep you healthy. Every every hit is 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 one less play you're going to play in the NFL if you if if you get that opportunity, and so. We got to keep you upright, and how do we do that? Sprint outs, draws, screens. You know, again, I, I thought Trey brought brought the point up. You know, it's like it's like we have the solves over here. Uh, you know, we're we're again in air conditioned air. You know, creating a game plan, but it's like the game plan we see in the games is like it, it doesn't. It's it's like all these creative things that you think are just no-brainers, why are they not being implemented? And it was like, I, th- I think you probably saw as many drop-back passes in that game, and it's like, why are we yeah. doing this? Oh, my yeah. goodness. 29. Right. 29 drop-back passes. But how many of them were, when you talk about bubble screens, how many of those did they throw? Oh, way too many, and they couldn't block those. Yeah, a four-yard gain at best. And, and you're looking at a defense that has been shredded by everybody, and how many times did they throw it? 10 yards downfield hardly any mm-hmm. now maybe it's because they didn't think they protect but maybe if they'd roll out they could have maybe don't if get they a started. bootleg they could have don't but, get me started the last yeah, two but, games there has been one ball thrown past 
20 yards. Oh, is that right? Well, One you keep pass. chart of that. I keep really. chart of that. Yes, In I two do. games. Two yeah. games. Well, and that does that probably doesn't count the Hail Mary at the end of the game, right? Just I am not counting that one. No. Yeah, right. We're well, not counting. Time. I'm talking about the regular offense. Yeah. yeah. One pass. We need a few Hail Marys. Uh, the other thing, if if I was ever really struggling as a quarterback, sometimes the best your best play caller is a ref, uh, referee on a pass interference call on a back shoulder <laughs> down the field. That's your, uh, that is your best. If you get a one-on-one matchup, let's throw a back shoulder to Colby or somebody, and the defender's in a bad position and he maybe gets grabbed, there's 15 yards. And it's a low percentage risk of a throw because you're only throwing it in an area where you can catch it or it's going out of bounds or we lose a down. Uh, but there's no interception. There's no loss of, uh, of yardage. And you don't have to, you know, take three steps to do that. You can take one step and throw a back shoulder fade 25 yards down the field. You might get a flag. There's your automatic first down. And they, you see that often how many times they call these flags. Robert, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Yeah, this is Robert from Red. How y'all doing? What's up, buddy? Hey, hey, I think I think that you might hit something on there. I thought KJ might have a head injury or something like that, but it might be that shoulder. Uh, uh, injury why is it throwing it downfield but anyway what what I think is our new offensive coordinator and you heard it here first Barry <laughs> Lenny Jr. well he's at Illinois right now they're they're not going to release him yeah. during the season go, go get him <laughs> but you, you can't do that you can't go hire a coach <laughs> who's currently employed during the season you that's you, you can't do that. I mean if you were going to get somebody out of the parking lot go get Cliff Kingsbury I'd like to have him. Thank you, Robert. Um, but that you don't you don't do it now. You wait till after the season's over. Then you go get Kingsbury. You just threw your hat in the ring, didn't you, Randy? My <laughs> offensive coordinator hat. <laughs> All right, Tyler Wilson. Ray Tucker, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thompson's in Sherwood. Savage Access 2 Camel Rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope, $399.90. Regularly, $469.90. Ruger American Predator, 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $429.90. Regularly, $479.90. Visit ftthompson.com. Join Morning Mayhem this Friday, broadcasting live from Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. Start your trick or treating with a trip to Fletcher Dodge this Friday morning on 103.7 The Buzz. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. Your small business is always top of mind. Well, top of your mind. To get it to the top of other people's minds, you need to get your name out front, which is where Staples Print and Marketing Services can put it. A yard sign over there, brochures right here, a banner up there. In fact, your business's message could appear anywhere. And right now at Staples, get $100 off your print purchase of $250 or more. Make a splash with your small business print and marketing materials at Staples. Ends 11-4. Visit staples.com slash print for details. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. 
Saturday, October 28th, make your way down to the Pine Bluff Regional Park for the Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship, presented by Saracen Casino, one of the world's largest barbecue championships. This year's event is highlighted by the onstage tribute to Jimmy Buffett from Bluffett and his Son of a Sailor Band, a show that can't be missed with costumes, props, and conga lights, all the looks and sounds of Margaritaville. Music, barbecue, food trucks, vendors, and games for the kids, it can't be missed. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations, state funds, and Arkansas's Land of Legends Tourism Association Fund. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. (laughs) And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. Shelter agents Brian Cress or Caleb Green in North Little Rock or in Brinkley Sea Agent Hunter Cornelson. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, Tyler Wilson, along with Ray Tucker, I'm Randy Rainwater. Double B's is number one in my book for so many different reasons. Whether it's the Chester's Chicken, the Big Rock Pizza, whether it's Baskin Robbins Ice Cream, or if you make that little road trip to Rosebud and that hot plate lunch, or maybe... That fantastic burger. And uh, don't forget they're going to have homemade pies soon for Thanksgiving. And uh, But the old stalwart, the one that I can count on each and every day, is that bean-to-cup coffee. That is the Renoco coffee. The machine will grind my selected roast. It will produce a hot, fresh cup of coffee each and every day of Renoco coffee. And there's the option, the Renoco Cappuccino. And they're number one because they've always got these fantastic monthly specials. Right now, the month of October continues to fly by, but you still got an opportunity to take advantage of the Frito-Lay specials, whether it's the Lay's Potato Chips for $3.99, the Doritos for $2.49, or the Cheetos, two for $4.20, and the world-famous special of all time, the 2.3 ounce of Honey Buns, two for a dollar. You'll find it where it double bees, where you gas it, grab it, and go. Make it double bees. Let's talk with uh, Brent. Brent, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Randy, Randy, Rick, and Ray, and, and Tyler. What's Randy, up, buddy? I'm with you after I listened to uh, Coach Pittman's press conference today. I'm with you on so many so many things threw up red flags of uh, red flags to me. You know, I believe it was somebody asked Coach Pittman. Coach Pittman said, uh, "We've been run, we've been practicing RPOs in practice. We didn't run them in the game." Uh, can I ask you something? Isn't it your right as the head coach? to tell your offensive coordinator we're running RPO, RPOs this game? Isn't that, isn't, wasn't that Coach Pittman's right? Yes. For, uh, to tell Dan Enos that? I think that's the way the system works. And and if he and if Dan didn't like it, we could have hastened his exit a week or two earlier? Several weeks ago we it should have been hastened. Yes, we should have got it going two or three weeks ago. Um, I just, and I don't mean this bad for Coach Pittman in any stretch of the imagination. He took this program over when nobody else wanted to take it over. I just think that right now he ha- he has no he has no answers. No matter how hard he tries, he has. He has no solutions to the to the problem. Would, would y'all agree or disagree with that? And I'll hang up and listen. Uh, 
I think you know my comment would be at this point uh, we have nobody on staff that's ever called an offensive play <laughs> uh, in a college football game uh, that will be uh, coordinating the offense moving forward. Uh, I, I, is that a true statement? I think it might be a true statement based on paper. That's uh, yeah, in college because I in college. I got to believe Jimmy Smith who coached three state championship teams in Georgia, somewhere along the line, probably called the plays on offense or at least made contributions. Right. But that's high school. Now, he was on the staff at what, Georgia State or Georgia Southern? One of those two, Jimmy? Georgia State, I think. Yeah. uh, But he was running backs coach. Okay. That'd be that'd be my question. I mean, just I mean, if there's an answer in in the hope of this year getting better and the play calls getting better, and you know potentially winning games, uh, you've got you've got a great opportunity, I guess, if you're you're in that that staff to come up with some ideas that that can be creative to help you win games. But uh, you know, I I'm not sure, sure Sam Pittman. I mean, I, you know, if you're, I'm just thinking as I uh, when I played, if if there was a head coach uh, who was who was an offensive mind who let a coordinator go, typically the head coach would step in and and say, "Dang it, I'm calling. It's my fate. I'm calling the offensive plays for the rest of the year." But you you would you would think that would be the the natural uh, reaction. But if you don't have that ability, I guess you've got to you've got to ask somebody else in the room to do it. Yeah, you know the only the at Arkansas anyway the only comparable situation we've ever seen because uh, even when Chad Morris was fired, Barry Lunny was became the interim head coach, not the coordinator, and and he of course was an offensive guy. But the only thing like this was when Jack Crow got hired, they elevated Joe Kynes, who has who had been a career defensive coordinator, uh-huh. never 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 called plays, but they had an offensive coordinator at the time. And I can't remember if it was Greg Davis or who was still there. And so Kynes did turn the offense over to him, but he continued to coach the defense. Uh, so to your point, Tyler, he had an expertise that he continued to do, and he could at least call the defensive signals. That worked out about as well as you could. They only won three games and tied one uh, under him. But they beat Tennessee, one of the most unlikely victories in school history, and he came close to being the head coach. I don't see anybody on Sam's staff. I can see Williams being a head coach at some point, but not mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So who else is there that you could say, if you're calling the plays, three years from now I could see you as being a head coach. That that ought to be the decision that they make, don't you think? Yeah, I, you know, I I think when when you when you're looking for a staff, you want guys that you can see progressing. Uh, in the business, and you know yeah, that was right. you, you look at the Broles Award. The Broles Award yeah. exists for a reason. It's That's it's right. the, it's you know the the greatest assistant head coach in the game, and guys that will ascend to be good head coaches in college right. football. And they and have become head coaches. Yeah, that, that's right. And uh, you know the Broles Award is excelled. So is uh, you know you look at the lineage of all the people that worked under Coach Broles, learning uh, the game. Uh, you know, I, I go back to the staff at Arkansas when I was there with with uh, Petrino. A few guys uh, ascended uh, head jobs, but uh, you know, he was such a strong personality. A lot of times, he he didn't want those Type A strong, opinionated figures that that were a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you look at at Pittman. I think he surrounded himself uh, at least with the first set of hires with really good staff with you know experience and opinions and good creative nature. And then you know now that Enos is gone, uh, whether you you know you know whether it was a success or a failure in this instance, his time at Arkansas, he, he was fired. So you would think that was a failure on paper. Uh, obviously, three points against Mississippi State. But my question, you know, is you know I think offensively you have a relatively weak um, uh, su- supporting cast of yeah. I was going to say who who can support Guyton in this case. Does does he call former coaches in his background to get their expertise or their guidance? Yes, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. He this is where you you network with everybody you know that might be able to help you. Absolutely. And and part of the value, you know, 
you, you saw this against with Deion Sanders when he went up to play Oregon. Did you did you hear hear this that there was there was so much collaboration amongst other coaches giving giving quote unquote secrets to Oregon about you know the 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 Colorado uh, football. Here, here's how you beat Colorado, right? And you're you're they're 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 stealing signals. They're giving stuff under the table that you know. Here's here was our report. You know, I think if you're an offensive coordinator, that's your value is your network also within mm-hmm. the other coaches and going, okay, what what do we know about Florida's defense that gives us a chance to win? Where, where are they weak? And then that helps you build the game plan. Not mm-hmm. only just what are we good at at Arkansas, you know, let's run the RBO. It's also where is Florida weak and how can we exploit them? And when you don't you don't have a strong network because you've been coaching for three and a half years, <laughs> you know. It, you don't, you don't necessarily get some of those tips and yeah. things. That's a great point. Yeah. Great well, point. Here, here's, to your point, here, here's where I'd go. you got two on your defensive staff that last year were at Central Florida and Florida State. I'd say you get on the phone you tell, would you please help me connect with their offensive coordinator to see what they think of Florida's defense? That, that, that'd be a call you could make. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk to Terry. Terry, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, good evening, guys. Man, I I think we've made the, the first step, but that only creates more questions to me. Uh, if nobody's blocking, does it does it really matter who's calling the plays? I think the scheme can help the offensive line dramatically. Uh, not asking an offensive line to be so physical and to give KJ 19 seconds back in the pocket when he doesn't even really have a second, and get away from this drop-back stuff, roll out, whatever you got to do. You can help the offensive line by the scheme itself. And let's make a point here. Landon Leach made this point a couple weeks ago, that when you time the time K.J. has to throw, he's second in the league with the most time to throw. And Saturday, there were times, yeah, they call drop-back, and yes, Mississippi State blitzed a lot, but there were times he had time to throw. And he either couldn't find a receiver, or he didn't make. Or a he pass. missed them. Oh, that right. that that uh, screen and go that he they did it. That receiver mm-hmm. was there was no one within twenty five yards, and he couldn't find him apparently. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like the, the running backs are missing a lot of the pickups on the blitzes, and of course we're we're throwing the football at people's shoelaces on on short passes. Do, do you think that? By them trying to make KJ an NFL quarterback, that they've affected his running game because he seems he seems really reluctant to take off when used to he would have been gone. Yeah, I, I think from from a quarterback's perspective, you've seen a different KJ for sure. Uh, how much of that is guidance from the quarterback coach, from the scheme, uh, or if that's just a conscious effort of you know, I'm a valuable asset now. I need to protect this asset uh, as opposed to being as physical as you were in the first couple Thank of you, years. Thank you, Terry. And that may go back to what you yeah. said earlier about you still think he's got a shoulder problem. I think he's got a shoulder problem. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's one of those joint issues. Uh, I'm not saying he's playing with a dislocation. Something, even on what you think is a 10-yard uh, and not, I'm not talking about an out route, just a 10-yard right over the smack dab middle. It doesn't look like he's turning that fastball loose. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's capable of turning that fastball loose right now. But they keep saying no report of any injury, yeah. not that he's aware of. And well, that may be why he's not running the ball too right, as much. He's taking some shots. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to deny that. Oh, oh no, he's a, he's a, he's a tank. And there was a guy that I knew by the name of Tyler Wilson that took some of those same shots. I don't think it ever affected your arm, did well, it? I, I, I played through some pain for sure, right? But I, I didn't. I didn't run down the field and put my shoulder into somebody. And if that was part of my game, yeah. I wouldn't have been as effective of a player. Uh, I just wouldn't. NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk, courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. 
The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs, even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted. Don't wait. Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Roger here, he's been raking leaves for over 45 years. With a twist of his trusty rake, he can shape a pile of leaves into a grizzly bear catching salmon. A one-fifth scale of Mount Rushmore. Whoa. Even a working international space station. Stunning detail, Roger. We're a lot like Roger raking leaves, except we do it with insurance. Williamson Insurance, protecting your business and your family for over 45 years. Quality outdoor products in Alexander is your metal roofing superstore. 40-year warranty colors are available at only $289 a foot. 20-year colors are $259, and Gavaloom runs $249 a foot. A variety of seconds and overruns are currently available at $1.95 a foot. Come buy quality outdoor products in Alexander right next to the I-30 Speedway. Stop by the lot, call them at 501-455-0240 or check out their website, qualityoutdoor.net. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. With over 350 land specialists in 40 states, Whitetail Properties Real Estate is the premier rural real estate company in North America. And Mike Poor, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist, combines local expertise with the Whitetail Properties national reach to reach more buyers who are looking for hunting land, farmland, and rural homes. So if you're thinking about selling, you need to give Mike Poor a call today at 501-428-7177 or visit whitetailproperties.com. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. Often imitated, but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, Ray Tucker, Tyler Wilson, I'm Randy Rainwater. Robert Irwin Jewelers is enjoying the 46th anniversary sale right now. And during the 46th anniversary sale, how about save money on engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond earrings, diamond pendants, gemstone jewelry, and gold chains and bracelets. I don't know if you saw this. I do read more than the sports section in the paper. But there was a nice article about lab diamonds where you can save 50, 75% over uh, the mined diamonds. Man, talking about making an impression, and the beautiful thing about it is you really can't tell any difference. And right now, they got the meant-to-be-guarantee where you can buy your loose diamonds and custom-made engagement ring from Robert Irwin Jewels, and you'll have 365 days to return it. you got free ring sizing for life. you got the diamond trade-up program. you got all kinds of enhancements. And right now, right now, we're getting close to that holiday season, so think ahead. If you want something custom-made, 
Make sure you make it into Robert Irwin Jewelers with that idea, with that dream, and they can make it happen. That's Robert Irwin Jewelers, two locations, McCain Mall, and in the Pleasant Ridge Town Center in West Little Rock, just off of Highway 10. Robert Irwin Jewelers, bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. That is Robert Irwin Jewelers. All right. I meant to ask you this. Now's the perfect time to do it, Tyler. Do you prefer your OC to be down on the field with you, Mm -hmm. or would you rather have him up in the booth? I've I've had it both ways. I, I like somebody that knows, uh, really knows the game that's on the field with me. I just I think it depends on the strength of your staff. I mean, I think some staffs, you know, the the best eyes are up there in the box, you know, and you've got a personality down there. But what I, what I've it depends on your team, the personality of your team. Like, what is the role of the offense coordinator? If it if the if the role of the offensive coordinator is to be a communicator of the offense, and he's up there in the box, and we're having a slump, and we're we're, we're down, you need somebody down there on the sideline to light the fire. And if that guy's in the box, he can't do that. And so, you you I think you play a delicate line of you know like what role do we want to play for that particular game or this season or what is the mixture of the chemistry of this team. Um, there's definitely pluses and minus uh, to both, and I've had it both ways. But I, I'd probably say on the field uh, as opposed to as opposed to in the box. I like it when that coach gets out that grease board and he starts mm-hmm. Xing and Oing and and showing you this or here's what I saw and so forth and so on. I realize, uh, Pi, you do get a better perspective of the entire field and, and the entire layout. But I'm with you, Coach Guyton. By the way is going to be doing the play calling from the sideline. From so, I think that's good. I, you know, the other thing is when you're in the box, sometimes you can't get a, a feel for what's going on on the sideline. Right. Somebody's arms hurt. Somebody's legs hurt. Somebody's sucking for wind. You know, and you got to know all those details to go, okay, right, we got to give one to... We got to give one to this receiver right now. We got to give it to Niall Davis on the outside. He's feeling... You can see it in people's personality sure. in their eyes their body language you don't get that perspective when you're in the uh, in the box calling plays good point all right let's talk with uh brady brady good afternoon welcome to drive time sports good afternoon fellas how's everybody doing today? doing great thank you <laughs> considering i guess yeah um hey i want to talk about a couple things here you know uh the boo birds showed themselves saturday Mm. And uh, that's a kind of a sad thing we want to hear about in our Razorback program, but they were there, uh, you know, and uh, it's just unfortunate, but that's just the state of the program, uh, seems like. And, you know, I think right now, you're looking at the fans from a fan perspective, and Randy, I've been hearing you all afternoon. You sound like you're pretty angry, and rightfully so. A lot of fans are. <laughs> but uh, more, but, you know, more important than that, anger is, and it's also worse, is apathy, you know. I believe the fan base is getting pretty apathetic towards uh, this whole football program, and that's a sad that's a sad day too. You know, we saw with Houston Nutt, we got apathetic and ran him off. You know, same with Bielema, ran him off. Uh, now Morris wrote his own fairy tale out of here, so we don't have anything to say about that. Um, now I misunderstood that comment you made earlier, Randy, about the um, the no energy all year. I, w- I read that on Twitter this morning and I, or this afternoon. I read it as that was. Oh, I bet he was going to say that he meant it for Saturday. Maybe he just meant it for Saturday. I, I don't know, but none- nonetheless, uh, yeah, you don't want an apathetic fan base. Maybe that's why they play all that loud music is to keep them coming to the stadium regardless of the game, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, but but yeah, I don't, I don't think they're apathetic now. Do I think? That the crowd at Auburn is going to be seventy thousand? No. Do will it be sixty? I don't know. But but there are Razorback fans that care very deeply, and they will eventually come back. And hopefully, the Razorbacks will give them reason to. I think there was every fan's right. Yeah. When your head coach says, "I just couldn't make a decision." Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. You know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, I didn't want to take a timeout, so I took the delay a game. And when Max Fletcher trotted out there, uh, there was a chorus of boos. And uh, I think most but they were they weren't booing. They were booing the coaches. They, oh no, they, they were they were booing the, booing the coaches. All yes. the booing was about 
coaches' decisions and yeah. had nothing to do with yes. players. Yes, and no. I never interpreted it for any of the players. Rick, you might appreciate this. Just bigger picture while everybody wants to, you know, down the program right now because they, they you know, we've underachieved this year. It hasn't been fun to watch. hasn't been fun to be a fan this year. Um, I think what you appreciate is during Sam Pittman's time at Arkansas, you have not seen a team uh, – play like they didn't want to be a Razorback. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you saw Razorbacks every time you've come out, whether you win, lose, or draw, you see a, a strong football team. You see a team that wants to win, that plays hard, that you're proud of, at least at the end of the day. After you know LSU, you're proud of what Arkansas played against LSU. Yeah. After Alabama, you're proud of the way Arkansas played against Alabama, even though they're you're losses. Right. And you're you right. get credit and points. I, I know people don't want to talk about that, but, you, no, but I think right. Arkansas fans have given Sam Pittman credit for that. Saturday was the first time in Sam Pittman's time at Arkansas that I think people saw a different mentality from the team and effort from the team, and that's probably more so what we're talking about and feeling today than than you know what plays we're calling and and all that other other stuff. But Tyler, thank goodness the defense showed up. Yep. They did play with passion. They did play like Razorbacks. But how, how can you be on the road four weeks? Come home, got to be excited for you. you, you homecoming, play, play in front of your fans. Forget homecoming. Hey, hey your, your fans are there, seventy-six thousand strong to root for you, and you lay an egg. Right. I, I made this point a couple weeks ago against LSU. I was curious how we were going to play against A and M after the you, you give a big swing to LSU and you're giving your best shot and you come up short, right? There's only so many of the Jelly of the Month clubs after a really good <laughs> year that you can get and you want to come back to work on Monday morning. I think Arkansas is just, to me, this team has been on the road so many weeks. They've given really good effort, and then they just, you know, again, we can't see in the locker room, but there's every fighter gets to their point where they they're just beat. And, you know, is that is, is the team there right now? I think that's, you know, that's the question. Well, the other thing is, and, and this should never happen, never should happen, ever, ever, ever. But after playing LSU, Alabama, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss, they probably looked at Mississippi State and thought, wow, finally, there is somebody we can finally beat. And might not have taken them as seriously as they should, and at least on the offensive end. But well, that, you- and. But, but I, again, look at the defensive effort. It was absolutely amazing. You can say, well, Mississippi State used a, a backup quarterback. They they didn't do a, a whole lot uh, offensively. That's the other thing that makes you just want to be upset is they knew they didn't have to. Once they got to the second half, they just thought, okay, we make a first down or two punt. They're not going to – Arkansas isn't going to score. They knew it. When, you're, when your head coach tells the media, we have to win this game, and you go out and lay an egg, offensively. Obviously, Ray, the offensive the, players didn't get the memo. Ray, you're as hard as Randy. Todd, are you enjoying it? <laughs> you, you can't come home. And I, you can't come home and, and play like that. The offense, you can't do it. Well, yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. Very well said. Sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that 